Welcome to Twins Coast to Coast Mirror Image MS Madness Podcast. We are identical twins, Cameron and Terry, living with multiple sclerosis. We are MS advocates who hope to shine a light on our experience to enhance others' understanding of living with a chronic illness. Our podcast is unique, informative, and we hope inspirational. The Twins Coast to Coast Mirror Image Madness Podcast. We are delighted today to welcome Audra Shepard, who is a sought-after writer, consultant, and speaker whose award-winning Tripping on Air has international reach and reputation. Audra, we are so happy to have you on our show today. I just want to also mention that you are the creator and host of AMI's TV news lifestyle series, Fashion If, and we can't wait to hear all about it. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So, Audra, let's jump right in. Let's talk about your new show on AMI in Canada. Let's talk a little dish today. I am always thrilled to talk about Fashion Dis. It is such an exciting project. Uh, As you mentioned, it is a new Canadian television show. You can stream it internationally, though, so... Uh, you can watch it in the States or or wherever you're listening. It's a lifestyle series, so it's a makeover show, and it highlights the fashion and beauty potential of people with disabilities. And it was a show that was super important to me as I started to need mobility aids and felt myself left out of the world of fashion and beauty. Um, I... I wanted to see myself represented and I wanted to see others represented. And so this show is an opportunity. We give makeovers to people within the disability community, but we also highlight a lot of the emerging and exciting fashion and beauty brands that are working in the adaptive space and in universal design. It's, it's, and it's just, it's really fun. And I'm really excited about it. It's fashion. It's fun. It's fashion, it's fun, and people, you have to watch this or listen to the podcast. I am so intrigued with everybody because it makes you not just think about our world living with multiple sclerosis, but it opens up a whole new world, like you said, that every disability is showcased. And some of them have been so much fun. I can't remember one of the um, gentleman's name. He was blind, but he was so prolific in his words and just fun and fun so i've enjoyed watching the the few that i've had an opportunity to watch well we did just get renewed for season two so there will be more episodes coming next spring it's you know there are a thousand different ways to be disabled and we wanted to show as much diversity within the world of disability, but also within the world in general. And so six episodes just isn't enough to do that. So we're really excited to be able to tell more stories. That is wonderful. And then how did they come to you and say, we want you to be part of the fashion and this? It was my idea. I pitched the show and and they loved it and so we made the show but no it was my idea 
Audrey, that is so wonderful because you're so beautiful. You dress so beautifully and you're in the fashion. I love when you post the pictures with your fancy canes or your beautiful rollators, whatever you need to use to get around. And you make yourself stylish and not invisible, right? People living with disabilities often feel invisible. And you make sure... You're not invisible when somebody walks past you. I definitely went through a phase of wanting to hide my mobility aids, you know, kicking them out of pictures and not wanting to be seen with them. But I realized how damaging that was and what a message I was giving to myself and also to others with disabilities. I I don't think that fashion is frivolous at all if that's what you're into. I think that... Every time we get dressed or put on makeup or do our hair or put on a hat or whatever, it's an opportunity to express our identities and who we are and how we want the world to think of us. And I think that when you have a disability, it can feel like disability is the only identity you're entitled to. And I rejected that. So, um, yeah, that was a, a big driving force for creating this show for me. And it's true because, you know, we, as you said, hiding our disability at the beginning, we're just trying to learn ourselves. We don't, I mean, we didn't, we didn't have a, a guidebook into all of this. We're learning each and every day. And what you're showing people is how it is almost like a guidebook. You're giving people the opportunity that life still keeps going. And we always say, if not now, then when? So we are living our lives to the fullest and you're showing people how to do I think that for so long, there has been an absence of people with disabilities in the media that we consume, whether it's in magazines or television or movies. Or when we have seen it, the narrative has been, you know, sad or depressing. And I think that in this is a way to sort of reclaim the narrative and redefine um, what it means to be disabled on our terms and not by what society thinks disability should look like. Exactly. Well, that bridges me right into the next answer. You recently did a blog on disability and disability insurance that was so informative and so necessary. And we always talk about, okay, we're so close to each other, Canada and the United States, and our insurances look so different. And it was so nice to kind of hear about your disability information. Will you please share with our audience a little bit about that blog you did? Yeah, so I wrote a blog and I also did a podcast episode about the disability benefits process. So this disability benefits exist in countries all over the world. So I would argue that there are probably more similarities than differences than there are between Canada and the United States. But this was specifically about the kind of benefits that you would get from your employer or for the from the government if you are too sick to work or too sick to work full time. And when you have multiple sclerosis, it is the number one disabling condition of young adults. Fatigue is the most disabling symptom. It's the number one reason why 
people work less or stop working, but it's very difficult to prove. It's hard to see. And, and so we, I sat down and interviewed a lawyer uh, who happens to be my cousin who works in this area and helps people um, access the benefit that they are entitled to. Um, and I think there's a lot about destigmatizing the process and not seeing it as charity or a handout. This is insurance that you've paid into. You got a raw deal and, you know, you deserve to to be looked after. It's uh, MS is very expensive and yeah, I think just in general, it's uh, adding insult to injury that we sometimes have to really fight for the benefits that will help us live our best lives. I mean, it's so fascinating to me that it is so hard to prove the beginning. And, you know, how many people actually get denied if you don't have so many years then of work? Or if you, you know, I look at the 20, 30, 40, and then two-year-olds, I got denied my disability because I was self-employed for so many years and I didn't put in enough social security. I had gap years, so I got denied. And it's so hard to tell people a little bit about that and to be your own advocate. You really need to hire an attorney most of the time to work with. What is your cousin? I think that's something people don't always realize is that if you do get denied, that that isn't necessarily the end of the road. And so you can appeal. And, you know, hopefully if you have the support of your your doctors, I think it's, you know, invisible symptoms uh, again and again. We know how hard they are to prove. I said this in the podcast to um, our friends and family, our doctors, even sometimes ourselves. You know, I can look at myself and say and expect more of myself all the time than I'm actually able to deliver. That's what Carrie and I both feel. We're very motivated. We're very busy and love to be involved. But there are days you wake up and you can't get out of bed. Your fatigue level is just there. And for people not suffering with a chronic illness as MS, they don't understand the type of fatigue. It's not just Oh, I'm tired. I rest for, for two hours and I'll feel better. It is, you know, true, true fatigue. I think there should be another word for it because everyone has a frame of reference for what it means to be tired. But medical grade fatigue is not necessarily brought on by exertion and it isn't improved with rest. And one thing I really liked that the lawyer said was, you know, if you have four available hours in your day, like four hours when you're kick-ass and and you can do stuff. She didn't think that you should have to give those to work, you know, and then just whatever scraps you have to survive to the rest of your day. And I think that is maybe a controversial thing to say. I think there are people who would say, if you only have four hours, you must give them to work first and like forget the rest of your um the rest of your life but that's not a full life that's no you're not living your best life if you have four hours 
get outside, go, you know, spend time with your friends or because if you work four hours, you have nothing left in you and there goes your day and your quality of your experience. I agree with you, Audra. I mean, so many times I just know here in the United States and I'm a big advocate and we have a lot going on right now and the federal and state governments uh, just in reference to getting insurers to pay and insurance uh, uh, quality and things like that. So they're working hard here in the United States to come up with a solution. I think we're getting there. I think um, we're so much ahead of the game than we were even five years ago. And then when all three of us were diagnosed 20 plus years ago, people really didn't understand. And I think you're right, Audra. I think medically, the doctors that come up with a different name than you're tired or fatigued, there needs to be a medical sunroom for being exhausted. Right? I think of it as uh, the Harry Potter Dementors that just like suck the life force out of you. That that feels like the most accurate description. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Tamara. Well, I'm just going to change subjects just quickly that goes along with fatigue is the people around you, Audra, when you are fatigued. And I love how you refer to your husband in your blogs as the banker. And uh, he is somebody who is dear to your heart, helps you with everything, is your cheerleader. And I love the article blog that you wrote on the B word. And most people will go, what's the B word? And I'll let you explain to them what it is. So I feel like I have a B word, an F word. Like I, so I, I do you mean the C word, the caregiver article? Well, you did both. You is caregiver. Sure. Why don't we go into the this? Oh no! Word. Oh no! Okay. Oh, I am about the, the burden. The, yes, the burden. Burden. Uh, yeah, I hate that word. Yeah, I think it's um, it's so hard because I feel like there are many of us in the disability community who can say, um, you know, I'm not a burden, but I also feel like it's not really up to us to decide. They've, like, there are some people that will feel like MS is too much. Yeah. And, and that is hard to hear and hard to take. And I think the good news is that there are lots of other people for whom it isn't too much. And so try to fill your life with as many as those of those people as possible. Um, because yeah, feeling like a burden is, is something I think we've been taught by society to feel, but it's also, we, we value independence so much and sort of in an unhealthy way, there's no cultural value necessarily assigned to being someone who needs to receive help. And so I think as people with MS, it's it's a skill that we need to cultivate of being able to ask for help and being able to receive help without letting it diminish our sense of self. I think that 
How many times a day do you say thank you for, you know, somebody bringing you a cup of tea or helping you get into the car? How many times a day do you, you feel like you say that? Countless, countless. Please and thank you. Please and thank you all the time. And yeah, it can be a bit demoralizing. It is because we're all independent women and we wouldn't ask if we didn't need the help. And it is a little demoralizing at times, but you know, it's just how, how it is. My advice for that is to negotiate as many of your needs ahead of time as possible. So if I can have a conversation with my husband on like a Sunday family meeting where I say like, these are the things that I need from you this week. Can you please help me with X, Y, Z? And then maybe I don't necessarily have to ask as much. And we've had this conversation outside of an emotional or vulnerable moment, you know, where it's like, he's tired at the end of the day, I'm asking for one more thing. It's like, we've already established the expectation and we've already worked out, you know, and, and it might even be something little, like, you know what, I've been feeling pretty tired the, this week. Do you think you could grind the coffee for me in the morning before you leave for work? Just, you know, just like, so that I'm not asking him 10 minutes before he's going out the door that negotiated that for the next five days. And, you know, it involves, so um, sometimes, like you said, I love your team, family meeting. It is a must. I mean, my husband and I end up camera as well. They are rock stars, and we have established. Alan brings me a hot tea every morning before he leaves because I have no choice. I go hours. I do have a caretaker, and the kind of expectations are set in with that. But it took a lot of time to be honorable and ask for the help. How many times did we give up on having something or doing something? Because again, early on, we didn't know how to figure it out. I think even now there's, there are definitely times when you think, you know, you have to ask yourself the question of, am I like, how much do I need the thing that I want to ask for? And like, how much do I, you know, you might just let it go, you know, to, to not bug someone. I think I also had a light bulb moment a couple of years ago where I realized that maybe it's, Maybe it's sometimes not awesome to help me all the time. You know, like maybe I am a pain in the ass from time to time, and that's okay. We're also allowed to get irritated with our spouses. Yes, you know what I mean. Like you drive me crazy all the time too. It's okay. We could be perfectly healthy. We don't need a disease for us to restore our husband. Or vice versa. That's just natural living everyday lives. Exactly. I just absolutely adore what you're telling our audience today. If this sit down with whomever it is in your family, your children, your friends, your husband, spouses of whatever they need to understand what our needs are and don't shy and to reach out. And you know. That's why you're so accessible and people love you is because they feel they can talk to you as a friend and get the best advice. You give the best advice and it's the way you deliver it. It is so funny. Thank you. That's very sweet of you to say. Well, it is. It's all. We always love reading. When you come out with a new blog, 
Tamara and I will call each other and go, who read it first? Did you see what Audra wrote? I just wrap this up, you know, always about bladder health. We all have those issues, but you just say it. You just thinking it. I started my blog in 2015, so seven years ago now. And, you know, the what was happening in the MS community digitally uh, was nothing compared to what it is now. But there were still a number of voices out there. And I thought, if I'm going to do this, what can I say that hasn't been said yet? And so I think now in 2022, I'm certainly not the only one talking about the realities of MS. But I think in, in 2015, I don't I can't think of anyone else like laying it out. It was why the second post that I ever published was about peeing the bed because I needed to prove to myself that if I was going to do this, I was going to be real about it. And so I, I put it out there. And that's why people love to follow you and read your blogs because you're honest and it happens to all of us. So thank you for being vulnerable, being so bright witty and sharing your experience living with MS. Right. Yes. Thank you. It's, it's so nice of you to say, I feel like everything I do is just completely selfish because I just want to make a world that is easier for me to have MS in. So that's really the goal of it all. Like, so well, is, you're not selfish at all. It's a yeah. gift to all of us, Audra. Thank you. So what is the most fun that you do with all of this? I mean, when you wake up in the morning, what are you looking forward to to tell the world during the day? Because you always have great things to say. <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm mouthy, I guess. I really, I like to write. So yeah, the TV show is awesome. The podcast is awesome. Those are really fun things. But my most favorite thing is writing. So I'm working on a book, um, which I'm really loving writing. And um, yeah, I don't just writing, I guess. You can't wait to hear that. What, um, so we always ask, what is your happy place? You probably hear Tamara and I talk all the time about our happy places. And it doesn't have to be a place. It can be an emotional feeling, what have you. So, Audra, what is your happy place? I feel like my happy place is so, like, cliche. You know, I love Paris. I love Paris so much. I wish I could. I would really like to live there for a time. I went to university in France. Um, I miss travel since the pandemic. Very, 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 very very much but um yeah i i i could i yeah i could gush on about paris forever i would say second to that is you know just being with my husband and dog so it's um which i i have gotten a lot of that from the pandemic but okay. it does sort of feel like home is wherever uh my husband is and it's nice to have the dog around too it's so true. We feel the same way. Our doggies, a little hug and a hug from her husband. It's a simple thing. You kind of look at it 
And so that's all we need. But Paris is gorgeous. We love Paris. The cafes, it's so delightful. And it's a happy place for sure. I just like the food, the language, the culture, everything. Yeah. Yeah. You forget about your label. I mean, when you're walking around, you may be stumbling a little bit, but the beauty and the ease of it all just makes that that label go away for a while. It's very nice. Well, thank you, Audra, so much for joining us on our podcast today. How can people find you, get a hold of you? And we'll put the notes on the bottom of our podcast. So my website is trippingonair.com. You can find the blog there and links to the podcast. You can stream Fashion Disc. You can actually find that on the website too. Might be the easiest place to find it. Um, yeah, you know, social media, Tripping on Air. You'll find me. It is a treat. And all your trippers out there, we want to say hi to you and please follow and listen if you're not already. Audra, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to chat with you both. You're both such a ray of sunshine. Thanks for listening to Mirror Image MS Madness, where we share the good, the bad, and the funny. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Twins Coast to Coast. That's Twins Coast, the number two coast. You can also email us at twinscoasttocoast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Stay tuned to our next episode. We release our dates on Instagram, so follow us there for updates. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to find your happy place, and we will see you in the next one. Mwah.